Aloha, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Warrior Women in the World of Entrepreneurship podcast. I'm your host, Kolo, and I'm here with a very special guest, Rebecca Ross. She's an entrepreneur. She's the founder of Semper Stronger. She's also a competitive weightlifter. Um, she's fit as hell if you've ever seen her, and she's just an incredible person. Also just found out she went to a very similar study abroad program in the same exact year I did. So, you know, she's cool people, you know, she's got good taste. Uh, but Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on to this podcast. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to get into it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, no problem. So I've been listening to a few other podcasts that you've been in. Um, I heard that you also used to work at Equinox, which I used to work in New York City as well, up in 76th Street. Okay. Um, where where did you work out of and how long did you work for them? I worked for Equinox for six and a half years, uh, started as a trainer and then worked my way up into management, started in California, then I went to New York City and then back to California in San first LA and then San Diego. That always seems to be the case with like folks, like it's either one coast to the other. There's no in between. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'm in between now in Texas, but I hated New York. I'm not going to lie. It's not for me. Yeah. Where are you originally from? Southern California. Okay. Awesome. What part? If I don't, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah. Outside of LA, like Beach okay. City. Okay. Okay. So that is where you're like born and raised. That's awesome. Um, that's great. So what, what made you join Equinox in the first place? Like what started this whole thing for you training? Like, why did you even get involved in it? It was kind of a plan B, honestly, at first I got my personal trainer certification during college, but I never trained anybody because I didn't feel like I was good enough. And I felt yeah. qualified to train my peers. And, um, so I was just a little bit intimidated by the concept of, you know, working with other college students on their fitness goals, but I had it in my back pocket. And then after I graduated, I had two degrees, a degree in Spanish and a degree in public health. And I was on the job hunt and my husband and I were moving across or at the time fiance, but uh, moved across the country for military purposes. And so I was starting over in a new city and was like, oh, I knew we were only going to be there for a year. So I figured I would try to find something temporary. And then when we moved again after his year of training, I would find like my, you know, quote, real job. And so I was kind of looking at different jobs in health and wellness and personal training came, came up. Um, and I was familiar with Equinox. My parents were members and I was a member for a brief time before I went off to college. So I was familiar with the the company and the opportunity. And so I interviewed and they hired me on the spot. And so I started out as a personal trainer, thought I would do that for a year. And then I just fell in love with it. And then I went, worked my way up into management. Awesome. And what was, so you said uh, Spanish was your main one and then also health, uh, health and wellness or just healthcare? Public health. Public, sorry, public health. I swear I'm with it today, guys. Um, not really. Uh, <laughs> so with that, what was your initial want? Like, and obviously with undergrad too, like we have our ideas and we, we study it and we want to do things, but somehow when we get out, we're like, where can we go now? So what was that like for you? Honestly, I wasn't Spanish. I've always loved. I learned Spanish when I, from a young age and I studied it through school, um, you know, middle school, high school and, and so forth. So that was kind of just something I loved and really enjoyed. But the public health honestly came from my desire to work with people on their health in some capacity, but not wanting to take all the hard sciences. I didn't want to right. take chemistry. I didn't want to take all the crazy biology classes. So for public health, I got, I had to take bio 
and anatomy, like intro, just regular bio, and then anatomy one and two, and no chemistry. And that was honestly the reason I chose public health because I didn't versus like um, nutrition. I thought about majoring in nutrition or kinesiology, but even kinesiology, which probably would have been a better choice looking back now, but kinesiology <laughs> very was a little bit more science heavy. And I just didn't think that I would do well in those classes. So I, I opted for public health. Yeah. I mean, it does shape us though, right? Like those college years, like I think shape us a lot because we're able to be and learn a little bit more of who we are or reaffirm who we are within that space because it's not as like, mm, I don't want to say it's closed as high school, depending on where you went, but just people in high school don't always have the capacity or the maturity to be able to understand somebody who's different or has that drive, you know, in, in a different way, you know? Um so where, where did your love of fitness come from? Did you play sports as a, as a young kid? Like where did, where did that all start? Started from a young age. I started gymnastics when I was three. Um, well, ballet and dance when I was two, my parents put me in that and I was apparently very bored. So they moved me into like a <laughs> kinder gym class for three and four year olds. And I loved it. And that was, that was it for me. I mean, I did gymnastics all the way through up to high school and I started competing when I was seven and it was really, those are, I mean, there's such like powerful years of just growing up as a young, a young woman growing from a kid into a young woman and into teenage years and everything. So my whole life and schedule revolved around gymnastics and school and that was pretty much it. So, you know, I'd go to school, go straight from there to the gym, practice from three 30 to seven, come home do my homework shower, go to bed and, you know, rinse and repeat. So that was a that really formed the foundation for a lot of things for me in terms of physical fitness, but also discipline and the way I live my life now. I think I have to credit that to just being a young gymnast from, um, you know, age three on. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a, a grueling schedule, but it's the benefits of it are immense. And especially if you love it, like I used to love, like I wanted to do a backhand spring. I remember like my, one of my friends when I was a kid could do it in the front yard and they're like, I can help you. And I was like, mm. I'm going to, I'm going to maybe not in the grass. Cause I'll probably break my neck, but, <laughs> um, you know, it's still, it's so cool to be able to do a lot of those things. And you're absolutely right in the way that it shapes you with the discipline that you have. So did you ever think between like your gymnast schedule and growing up and having, and going into college for, for Spanish and, um, working with health, like, did you think you'd be a business owner or where, where was your goal? Where did you kind of want to be? Were you thinking of working like in an industry, like what was that, that vision like for you? I, to be honest with you, I didn't really have a, when I graduated college, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't, like I said, the reason like gave you the reasons why I majored in what I did. And sure. I didn't really know what was going to happen beyond that. I also didn't expect to get married as young as I did. And I'm so grateful for the, just the experience that I've had being a military wife and moving around so much. Um, you know, I, we were lucky in that we, we didn't have kids. And so it made it easy to adapt and, and change, change locations and, and be very, um, very flexible, I guess, but I really didn't expect to be a business owner at all. Um, but <laughs> not, this, not this young, at least I thought I started at Equinox in 2014 and as my career took off and I got into management and I really enjoyed that. I thought I would probably be with the company for at least 10 years, um, and my like 10, 11 year mark with the company would be the same year that my husband will retire from the Marine Corps with 20 years of service, which would be 2025. So I thought, you know, around the time he retires, maybe that would be a good time for me to move on to something else. Maybe we'd start a business together and, and so forth. So that was like in my head once I got several years into my career at Equinox, that's what I had thought maybe the plan would be. Sure. But um, COVID had other, other plans. And I mean, obviously COVID happening was not good for <laughs> almost anybody in a lot of ways, but 
from you know that very narrow standpoint for me in a, on a personal level it it was it opened up a whole new world for me yeah same same here and you know i was fortunate enough i was working in a martial arts academy in new york city uh, i'd been working with them and training with them since 2010 i'd started when i was in college but i was kind of off and on just being self-conscious about not being able to handle the warm-ups and uh you know i would just be a little too hard on myself and then i would make excuses as to why i couldn't get there so and eventually I was going to go study abroad, like we talked about. So I just kind of like would spend months paying them money and I loved them and I really wanted to train, but I would just not, not get there. So, you know, young college student. And then I went to study abroad and couldn't stop thinking about the place, couldn't stop thinking about martial arts. And I studied in Spain for summer and semester. And then I studied in Argentina for the next like semester, which ended up being longer. It was like an eight month semester, which is crazy. Oh, wow. Um, so, and I definitely had a bit of like a culture shock going to Argentina from Spain too, because I thought it was going to be like mountainous and different things where I was, but in Buenos Aires, it was like flat. <laughs> so I was like, oh no, <laughs> but it turned out to be a really great opportunity um, and really helped me grow and understand my love for martial arts when I got back too. So when I got back, I was able to kind of begin first with a fitness class and that, that revamped and made me feel better. Cause when you're more fit and you feel strong, that's when you're going to be more likely to do more things with that. But if you're not, it's even harder because you're like, this is going to feel like shit. Like this is not, you know, and I'm going to feel like shit because I can't do this, but it's just one step at a time. And, you know, I've heard you talking about that too in the other podcast, just focus on one step at a time, one task at a time, yep. uh, making, making those lists, which is not my favorite thing to do, but I am learning from everyone I've talked to every warrior woman entrepreneur I've talked to so far. It's like, list 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 so i'm like god damn it. show you my desk i have like sticky notes everywhere nice and i'm definitely going to get into that with you on how you're able to prioritize that and just kind of because i can easily get overwhelmed with things personally um sure. and i'm sure other people can too so it's just like how do you prioritize you know because i've made lists before and then i'll have them will i get them done not always sometimes yeah. i'll get one thing done and i'm happy for that but it's like just like you were saying in the other podcast like being able to make sure you get those little things done throughout the week. And at the end of the week being like, Oh, look, I'm, I'm this much closer to my goals is super important. So, uh, we could even get into that right now and I'll just kind of be going back and forth, just like any old conversation. Um, how do you, how do you choose which to prioritize first in all of these things that are seemingly very important? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it's, it's a kind of looking short-term and looking long-term because sure. one of the things that helps me the most, you might've heard me talk about this on another podcast, but I have this weekly plan that I do every Monday morning. I, it's like, first thing I do, I wake up, make my coffee, go on my walk, make my coffee. And I sit down and at the top of the page, I write like my vision, what is my vision? Like my purpose in life? Why am I here? What am I doing with my existence on this earth? And then from there, I break down, I have my, below that, I write my annual goals. And then below that it's broken down into for the week. So I'm just looking at like the next, you know, five, five, if you want to look at weekdays and then seven, if you want to look at weekends, I work pretty much every day. So for me, so, <laughs> um, yep. and I look, you know, I look at the three like big tasks that I that I'm working on right now. You know, it's, if you have more than that, I think it might be a little bit much. So sure. of the three big tasks that I have to do, I break them down into smaller, like checklist items. Yeah. Uh, and, and then on the back of the page, it's like, uh, well, I guess I start on the back actually, cause that's, that's where the reflection is. So after I write my vision, the, the left, the, on the back side is a, a reflection on the past week. So I give myself a rating. How did I do last week? What went well? What did I fail at? What did I learn? And so it's just a little bit of a reflection to kind of inspire my planning for this upcoming week. 
And then I go through the tasks that I mentioned earlier. And then there's also space for like just miscellaneous things. Like inevitably things will come up. So there's like a blank checklist. that's not necessarily related to those three items, but just other things that like come up throughout the week, or I already know about on Monday morning that need to get done. Um, And then there's also a place for a reward. So if I complete all these, these three things that I like are my must do's, um, what am I, what am I going to reward myself with? You know, maybe that's going out to dinner or buying something, whatever, it depends. Um, and then on the, um, also on the back is like, it's a space for your, my one thing per day. Like what is the one thing? If I do nothing else, if the whole day falls apart and all these crazy things come up, what is the one thing I have to do to make this day a win? And I do that for, I write that down for Monday through Friday. So it's a pretty specific plan. Um, I don't always hit all the things, but, um, you know, that I'll identify that on my following week's reflection and kind of figure out where I need to course correct. So that really helps me prioritize. I highly recommend people if, you know, you're feeling overwhelmed or if you are a business owner or wear multiple hats, which I know many of us do, it's a really powerful practice uh, to get into just taking 30 to 45 minutes in the beginning of the week to just plan, reflect, plan and prepare for success. I think that's important too. that note of like 30 to 45 minutes, because again, I'm the person that is an overthinker. And then of course it takes me longer because I'm overthinking. So then it takes more time. And then I'm like, well, fuck, like I don't have like, now I don't have time to do the other stuff. And now I'm like trying to rush to do it. So, um, how do you stay consistent with all of that for yourself? Uh, I'm religious about my calendar. I color code it. I try to fill up all this, not all the space. I mean, I do leave some wiggle room for things to come up as they inevitably do, but I try to go into the week with as much stuff calendared as possible. So I can look on any day and know exactly what I have to do, where I have to be, how much time I'm going to allot to things. And if there is white space, then I'm like, okay, what can I use that time for? And once upon a time, I tried to be like, all right, Mondays are going to be client days. Tuesdays are going to be content days. That never works. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work. It didn't work for me because things just change when you're in a business and on the other end are people, it's always in flux. So, um, I've learned. I was just about to say that actually. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, um, but yeah, so like I, I got away from that and now I'm just like, I plug things in. And one thing that's helped me so much, even since I was at Equinox, was if something comes up like a schedule reschedule or something comes up as an appointment at a specific time, I put it into my calendar immediately. I stop yeah. what I'm doing and it goes immediately into my calendar because if I don't either put it in my calendar or write it on a list somewhere, it's going to be, I'll forget it. And yep. so it's like, does not matter what I'm doing. Like it goes in immediately so, or I leave it on red until I have the opportunity <laughs> to, to go and, and put it in. So, yep. That's also been a huge factor too. Like I've, I've learned that. And then of course the moments, like if you're like right in the middle of like something like you really shouldn't be doing, like, I don't know, you're driving or whatever, like still guys pull over, figure it out. Like, because it, you will forget about it, even if you try like, but nowadays you can even talk to your phone, like, Hey, remind me to do this at this time. Yeah. But also it's, it's also a practice to make sure you look at your reminders that you set rather than just like, ah, oh, it's an alarm <laughs> swipe right. off. Yeah. Systems, systems are great, but only if you use them. And that goes for electronics. It goes for training yourself and others. Um, so let's kind of take a step back, which is good. So that's definitely helped you through your own training. It's, it's helped you through your business practices. So we talked about the pandemic and how that kind of like curved. And I know again, in the other podcast, you were talking about how you're working at Equinox and then the pandemic hit, and then you guys are being paid like half of your salary. I don't know if it was salary at first, and then you guys are furloughed. 
with the promise of like, Hey, if you guys, you know, when everything comes back, you can come back. But during that time, I also like that because I have a very similar mentality of like, I don't want to wait. Like I'm a little impatient for better or worse with that because I'm like, I can do it, but it's also, how do you do it? So how did you understand how to create your own business? When did that decision come about? How important, there's a lot of questions in here. How important was it to have your husband there as a support system? So let's just start with the, how did you decide to go into business for yourself? Um, kind of like what you said, and I've said this before, is just, I'm not like you, I'm not the type of person to wait for things to happen. I mean, that's, that's just such a passive reactive mentality and it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. And so I, I'm a go-getter. I'm very goal oriented and a very driven person. I always have been. So after, you know, we went from like working from home and getting paid less and then furlough and whatever, I'm just like, I can't sit around and just hope and that one day the doors will open. And there was so much uncertainty during that, those months. So after I don't, I think maybe June, we got June or July, we got completely furloughed. And then August, actually the fourth, I just remember, remembered today that the 14th was the day I left Equinox. So it's coming up in two days, Um, but yeah, so it's been two years and, um, but yeah, so I, I put in my notice and, but during early on, like when the, when it became clear that we really weren't sure when, how long this was going to go on, um, Joel, my husband and I, we, we sat down and kind of were like, well, maybe we need to start coming up with our plan B because who knows? So we started with all this extra time that I had, I was this, the first one and last one out kind of manager. So I was usually in six, seven in the morning, left at six, seven at night. And now I'm just sitting at home with like a, one or two hours of work and all this extra time that I'm not used to the gyms are closed and you know, I'm getting workouts in outside and have such a strange schedule. So I had all this extra time. So I started studying for a certification and then we started kind of planning on planning out what a potential business could be like. And his role was so critical. I mean, he, we have very complementary skill sets. Uh, I've obviously worked in the fitness industry my whole career. So I have all the fitness knowledge and the certifications and the experience working with clients. He's got all the technology knowledge. He's a communications guy in the Marine Corps. So he knows how webs- he knows how to build websites. He's also done, has a degree in graphic design and art and so he, he's very creative um, on that and he knows all the back end. So he was able to, you know, edit all of the videos that we, that we uh, recorded and, and build the website and help me with all the technology, help me get the LLC and get our logo trademarked and just all those things that like I had no clue about. And going through that process at, while, you know, getting ready to leave Equinox made me realize a couple things. And it was the first, it was, they're kind of opposite things, but it was like how much Equinox provided for us or any company, really, when you work for another company, you know, they provide you all the training, all the systems, all the clients, all the knowledge and the education that we got. So it made me appreciate what and I the had space got, too. space, the equipment. Yeah, all of it. I mean, so much. And so it made me appreciate what they did. And having started my career, I don't think there's a better place to start a fitness career than, than Equinox. I'll only say good things about my time there. Um, but then at the same time, at, after that, at, you know, there's, there's a huge learning curve, but going through the process of being able to like have this blank canvas and build a business and a brand that was so authentic to me and to us, it was like this incredible experience. Like I don't have to do what I don't have to market, put my marketing out there with these words and I don't have to represent anybody else. I represent myself and I can make this whatever I want it to be. And it's terrifying, but it's also really empowering to be able to experience that. It's terrifying because it's like a relationship, right? So certain things can seem very natural, but then you're also like, oh, this is going to be, or supposed to be forever. But then, you know, you start to learn and realize, and maybe you, you knew it before I did, but you start to learn and realize like things aren't 
the same for that long, like forever, like, okay, you might be with the same person, but you're not with the same person or with the same idea or brand for the rest of your life. It grows, it adapts. And if it's not, it's not going to last very long. Right. Right. So you're they're they're always changing and always growing. And that's, that's how it should be. So, you know, you need to try and have a structure for the listeners out there with your business, make sure that it can be adaptable. That's a huge thing within business, within life, within martial arts, within fitness, Um, just being able to make sure that changes can happen but changes that you want, of course. So try not to be such a, a stickler about like everything. Make sure you have your values, your core, your core values in there, but also be able to adapt and change um, to the to grow your business. Absolutely. And I think that's one thing everybody learned during COVID is we have to adapt. There was yep. so much change happening so quickly. And a lot of people took advantage of the, you know, the holes or the opportunities to create something new and, and, or pivot what they were already doing and, and people who couldn't, and, you know, a lot of people ended up closing their businesses down and it's so unfortunate, but I think that was probably one of the biggest lessons that everybody learned. Agreed. Yeah. And it was, it was not a blessing. It's not what I want to say, <laughs> but it was a time in which we realized what we could do as a whole, as together, as a people, and also individually which I think is super important because when you're creating your business, you are an individual that is doing that. But yes, there is that support system and you understand how important other people and things can be, you know, your animals even too, like if you have animals, but it's just, everything goes into one with, with ensuring success, but you also realize where the negativity can come in and how detrimental that can be depending on where you let that get stored. Um, So how did you kind of ensure that you, shifted that negativity away or maybe what was your biggest challenge with creating your business, like with any negative feedback or even with yourself, like how, how were you able to grow that for you? Um, fortunately I didn't have like much negative feedback. I think it was such a strange time for everybody and everyone was just kind of trying to figure it out what we were going to do. And some people just waited until they got their jobs back and other people kind of left and did what I was doing. So fortunately everyone was really supportive in my, my world and, on social media and everything too. So um, I was very lucky in that way. And I had clients that as soon as I announced I was launching my business, they were like either former clients of mine or people that I knew from before or whatever, like we want to work sure. with you. So it, that was such a blessing for sure. Um, but I think just my nature and I'm sure you maybe can relate just being our own worst critic and our, you know, the negative voice is, is always there in the back somewhere. And it's just how, how successful can I be at quieting that voice down? And I had a lot of self-doubt a lot of fear at the beginning. I remember the day that I launched the business, I was doing my first Instagram live ever. Like I've never, and I'm not, I'm still honestly not very comfortable in front of a camera. I have no problem having conversations on podcasts or like talking to people, but I hate talking to a camera when there's no, like, I don't know if I'm just recording myself. I don't like it. And I still don't, I've come a long way with it, but I remember being so terrified and I had however many 50 people on my IG live and I was my heart rate was elevated. I was trembling. I was so scared. And then like fast forward a year and a half, I was creating content for bodybuilding.com, which has like two and a half million followers doing Instagram lives for them. And it was just like, I have those moments all the time where I reflect on like, this used to scare the crap out of me. And here I am now. And there's the amount of growth, personal, professional, emotional growth, like everything that has come from being a business owner and and honestly, on, on social media too, like I grew a social media following. I had no plans to do that. That just kind of happened organically. And all of those things helped me overcome a lot of fears that I had and overcome a lot of self-doubt. It's a st- still a daily struggle, but 
um, I've, I'm leaps and bounds from where I was. Yeah. Well done on that too. Congratulations. That is a lot of work. That's not, it's not easy, especially when you are a powerful woman, such as yourself in business and in life, you know, it's, it's funny to think even like, I don't know if you'd want to call it imposter syndrome or whatever else, just that self-doubt, you know, Um, which is crazy because it's like, you know, I'm looking at you like, how the hell is she, you know, does she have the imposter syndrome, but it's all relative to where our brain is at and the level at which we're at, you know, like, I I feel like we are very similar in a lot of things, but there's also a big difference. Like you're successful in ways, whether it be like your fitness or whatever that I wish that I could be. And I know I can be, but there's, there's something there that's missing. You know, we have a lot of similar things. It's the same with my other friend too. Um, Janelle Stevens, she was also a personal trainer at Equinox. And now she's gone on to become this, uh, big, like stunt stunt. Uh, I think she's doing some stunt coordinating too, but she was also a stunt double and she just rose really quickly. She was like, in like, I think her hall of fame, all of these wonderful things. And, you know, but she had very similar qualities to me, but she's on another level that I'm like, I fucking know I can be there, but it's different people in different places in your life. So it's like, I think it's where I'd like to be, but it's like, what is, what is stopping me? Which is a big part of this podcast too. Uh, yes, for my listeners, but definitely for me, because I want to learn from you guys and be able to find where that potential missing link is and how I can be the best version of myself, which is, I think what we all aim for. Um, so going into your business name, Semper Stronger, how did that come about? Um, so that is a product of our affiliation with the Marine Corps. My husband's active duty Marine. He's been in for 17 years and change. So inevitably we've been together for 11. So Marine Corps is a big part of our life. It's been a part of our journey across the country multiple times and just the lifestyle that we live. There's a lot of, um, Marine Corps, you know, integrated into us as a couple and us as individuals. So the Semper comes from the Marine Corps. Semper Fidelis is the motto of the Marine Corps. It means always faithful. So we took the Semper uh, meaning always, and then stronger because we knew but the, between the two of us, like strength is at the forefront of everything that we do, physical, mental, emotional strength. Um, it requires a lot of strength to be a Marine, to be a Marine wife, and just to be, you know, in the space that we're in, that's, that's kind of our niche. So niche. Um, <laughs> but, that's right. um so yeah, we, we took Semper and, and then put, put it with stronger. And that's, that's where that came from. Awesome. And then what was the goal of Semper Stronger? Is it just primary? You tell me, I'm not even going <laughs> to. So it's, it's come a long way from what I thought it was going to be, to be honest with you. At first, when we launched it, I, it was just me coaching clients. I like wanted a platform to, to coach clients. Cause I knew that that's all I knew. I've, I've only sure. ever trained people and, and managed as well. So I knew, you know, I have the managerial and the leadership skills and I have the fitness skills. Like how do, are we going to integrate both? Are we just, so we started with the fitness side and it was just, I would offer one-on-one coaching and I had one program that I wrote that was like a DIY. People could buy it. Um, it was just a beginner kettlebell program. Okay. And so, and we had an app and we, during the, the COVID shutdown, we utilized our friend's garage and we ordered a banner with our logo and we nice. filmed hundreds of videos for an exercise library because when we got the, we went, we white label our app. So um, we, we can import our own videos and, but they also provide you videos and so when I was looking through the exercise library on this app, it was like terrifying. They were horrible and the, yeah. like they weren't doing the movements correctly. And I'm a form freak. I'm a, I'm a yeah, same form. So I was like, I can't in good conscience give these videos to people and be like, follow the, this example. And so, and I'm, they would, you know, if people are coming to, to coach, coming to work with me, they probably would rather see a familiar face anyway. 
So we yeah. spent hours and hours and hours building this exercise library. We still are adding to it. We have over a thousand videos now. Um, so we have all of our own videos with our logo and everything on it. And that was, that was it. So started with a couple clients and one program. And then I would try to launch one new program every four to six weeks. And so now we're up to like 15 programs and I coach, you know, have clients that I work with online. And then we are now growing into building a team of coaches. So we hired our first coach and we're looking to scale that way. Since we have this platform, we've spent so many, you know, two years now and a lot of time building it. Why not monetize? And there are a lot, there's a lot of trainers, a lot of coaches out there. A lot of them that now either work solely online or hybrid and do both. And so let's provide a quality platform with a good, you know, uh, robust exercise library that they can use and we can make a little bit of passive income off of that. So that's right where we're at right now. I have one coach who's kind of been my guinea, guinea pig on that process, helping me build out um, onboarding, you know, schedule and everything like that. So that when we get ready to take applications and, and hire coaches, we have everything in place to plug and play and make sure that they have a successful experience working with us. That's awesome. <laughs> and it's definitely helpful. Like you said that your husband, Joel, you said, yeah, is, uh, is tech savvy. I, I don't know if you're very tech savvy. I'm not. No. Yeah. No, <laughs> I like running around the field and, and lifting things and putting them down <laughs> and punching people. Um, I'm not an invalid with it, but it's just, there's so much to learn. And again, because I'm so detail oriented, I focus on little two tiny things instead of just getting it going. So it's super helpful to have somebody that like sees it and sees it as easy to them. Um, online platform, definitely congratulations on that too, because that's also, you know, how, why, how can I even start this? But it's cool that you guys started with the app and, you know, could make it your own. What, what equipment were you able to use for that? So a, where did you get your banner from? If you remember, and then B, did you use like a really professional camera or were you guys just using like your cell phone and mics? And, uh, just, I'm going to, after that, we're going to talk a little bit about funding for that, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, so it was, it's definitely iPhone, you know, at the beginning it was all iPhone. We still use iPhone a lot. iPhone 13 has really good video quality. So we do sure. a lot of our recording on that. We also pretty recently got some other like cameras that, um, are good for movement. And so, you know, if you're panning and following it, it stabilizes it. It's called the DJI. Okay. So we use DJI camera for more dynamic types of things that we're doing. If, if it's just like exercise demos, we'll just put the, uh, iPhone on a tripod and it's pretty easy. But, um, cause this is all this backend stuff. That's like, that we don't always talk about, right. We'll mention it, but it's just like, we forget how like these details matter too. So in building a business, these are important, like the quality of the production, like, even if it's just kind of the most basic way, like use your camera, use your iPhone. Like that's why you buy it for like a, however much money, you know what I mean? Um, what, were you guys able to use, if you don't want me going a little further into that for microphones, like was there an attachment to it or did you use like a separate connector? Do you remember? So we don't have any audio in the demo videos. It's just demo. Um, but for a lot of our other videos where we are talking, we have, we have a couple different mics. One is Rode at R-O-D-E. And then the other one is Samson. And that's the one I use for like when I'm recording content in the garage and doing live workouts, um, that sort of thing. It's cool. like a lapel mic. There's so many different ones out there now, but that's yeah, that's why I ask because like, you know, I'm going to, I do similar things or at least like for even just like TikTok nowadays that I'm getting into, which is, I did not for the longest time. I was just like, I'm not doing this until I'm it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? But you know what? It's actually easier to edit than Instagram. And then I realized like, again, it just took, um, 
just practice. <laughs> like, first of all, I couldn't log on to the first one I ever made. And then I had to create new ones. And there was all this big, like annoying things. Like, I don't like how you have to log on or create that because it's one of the most annoying things. But once you're on there, like I said, it's actually fairly easy once you learn to like add the music. The main difference I see right now, and this again, just could be my my limited experience is literally like horizontal versus vertical filming. Like TikTok is all about like that vertical like shot and us kind of growing up in this like Instagram and all this stuff, like horizontal was always best because you can cut it down or you can do different things. But with TikTok, it's literally like that, that vertical camera. So because people want to see that like close upness. So yeah. just learning with that. And, you know, I sing and I play music too. So I'm trying to figure out how to like connect that to the phone and just all these learning curves. So it's, it's good to know like what you use for like, okay, if you're moving, what's the best mic to use all these, all these different things. Um, so just going back to, so funding for this, right. So I assume you'd have to pay for the app, right. And you have to pay for all this equipment and you have to even pay for, was it an LLC that you started with yeah. is Semper. Okay. Semper stronger is an LLC. So how did you even learn that that's what you needed to get like let's get into those specifics of creating the business my husband did a lot of that stuff um he applied for the llc like i said earlier and the um the trademark for our logo which he designed as well so he did so much of that i don't to be honest, i couldn't even tell you how he did it i know we'll get he, joel on here okay <laughs> he's good he he knows this stuff so well um and he I, yeah, I couldn't like the USPTO, the patent trademark office. I remember him saying that their website was like ancient dinosaur age website and it was horrible, but we got it done. Um, and it's like state by state sometimes too. So even that's like, yeah. you know, moving from one state to the other is hard to transfer that. Yeah. We just did that. Cause when we started the business, we were in California and now we're, then we moved to New Jersey and then, but we kept the LLC in California, but now we're in Texas. So we moved it to Texas. Um, but yeah, where were did, you in Jersey? And he was stationed at Rutgers University. He was the oh. marine instructor there. So we were out right in New Brunswick area. Oh, that's where my car is from. I'm actually from New Jersey. So <laughs> we're just, we're circling around each other. I know, really? <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, no, I had that same thing, but I had my LLC in New Jersey and then I just moved to Hawaii. So I'm, I literally just did this switch last week. Yeah. Um, but, but it is important. So just going back to like, you're like, I don't, he handles all that. That's that's why it's so important to have this support system. And that's why this podcast is existing, right? Because I had it from my neighbor. She was younger than me, but she's also one of those people. She's a list maker. So that's why she's also successful. Um, but she also like graduated both high school and college early in her life. So she is one smart cookie. I call her the Titan. Um, <laughs> um, and, you know, she helped me a lot. My cousin who had created her own business prior helped me a lot. And they were both my neighbors. So it was really nice to have that, especially during the pandemic, to be able to understand where to go. Like, I didn't know what website I didn't know. Like you can Google search something, but how many different links pop up and you're like, what the, like, which, which one's going to be the one I should use. And then of course you choose one and it's the wrong one. Like, so that even happened to me last week, like, cause I was doing the trademark thing. And then I was like, wait, I know I want the LLC. And they're like, well, you can't really do both for this same name. And there was rules. And I'm like, oh my God. So it's definitely helpful to have a partner, whether it's in business, whether it's a partner in life and business, like that's definitely a relationship goals for me. Like I would love to have someone who's with like that with me, who wants to build something similar and we each have our own strengths and and come at it together. So um, I'm really happy that you can, that you have that. And I hope that you guys continue to grow and work together with that. Um, so m- moving forward and backward, how were you able to support your business with funding? Was that from Equinox? Like, were you able to save through that? 
Um, cause you said you didn't know that you were going to create your own business. It was just kind of like, all right, well it's game time. Yeah. So we're really lucky in the sense that being an, just exclusively online, the overhead's super low, um, compared to having a brick and mortar, for example. And sure. we already had, we owned a lot of gym equipment already. And so we didn't have to really buy We bought a lot more when we moved to Texas and had a garage that we put made into a gym. But during the time when we launched the business, uh, most of the programming and exercises were body weight and kettlebell, because also during the pandemic, that's really what most people had to work with anyway. So it was perfect. And so we didn't really need to buy a lot of equipment. Really, the expenses were the app, which is we pay on a monthly basis to continue that relationship and have our app white labeled. Um, this, the, right now, as we grew, we added more team members. We have a business management software called ClickUp. So that's a monthly subscription as well. And then most of the expenses are just like uh, the online systems, Calendly and um, active campaign for email marketing. And then also like the camera equipment and, and that sort of thing. And, and then, you know, as we grew, we bought shirts and, and merchandise. Which adds up, you know, yeah, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. But yeah, no, just that's, that, those are the main things. And then, you know, paying staff members and that sort of thing, but we didn't have any of that for the first year and year or so it was just the two of us and, and then our, our app and some of those, those online systems. And that was really it. Sure. And you're both contributing to it financially. Yes. So yes. that's okay. Yep. So that's he- definitely Yeah, he's active duty. So we're lucky also in the sense that like, if I got no clients, which obviously didn't happen, had clients day one, thankfully, but um, we still had his income, which is guaranteed by the DOD. So that was a nice, you know, security blanket, if you will. And I knew, but it's not my nature to let myself fail. I knew like, I will do whatever it takes to to make it successful. And so I got my first, my first few clients right away, and then just worked on getting additional one-on-one clients, um, that paid the bills and whatever. So now that, you know, I'm doing so many more things, my time is so much more limited. So I'm start, I started a few months ago. I started to scare earlier, probably at the beginning of this year, I started to kind of limit the amount of one-on-one clients that I would take on, which yeah. was really difficult because as my social media grew and our business grew, I got even more inquiries for coaching and I, I didn't have, I just don't have the time. So that's yeah. why starting to do what we're doing now in terms of growing a team of coaches so that when people come to Semper Stronger, it's not just like, I'm the only coach. It's now we have all different coaches with all different experts. We will soon um, have people with a variety of expertise, uh, areas of expertise and, and experience. So um, there'll be someone for everybody. Yeah. And that's it too, right? Like, even though you're incredible and you are the face, that's why people come to Semper Stronger, which it's a totally online platform. Yes. Okay. So not, not a hybrid. Okay. That's very cool. Cause it's good to know that that can exist as well. Cause I've been, I'm going to go back to what I was trying to get to with you, but I've been, I do martial arts training in person. I was trying to focus solely on private training because it's just more manageable for the space that I have. It's more manageable, but moving to a new space is a lot harder. And even if you're using social media, it's like people still need to follow you in the first place to know, you know? So it's like just getting out there and getting your name out there. And I've, I had physical business cards for a while here and the part-time job that I have, cause I had to get one here, um, working in the restaurant again, like just serving, which is, it's good. Like they're part-time. They've been really good with working with me because they understand that this is a priority for me, but it's a hard hit when you spent every single day of your life, like training people, training yourself, like being able to be in that environment 24 seven and just working with that back to like now having to spend seven and a half to eight hours of your day in one place. Like, and again, there's always something to learn from everything. Right. And also just even your own resilience and good energy that you'll bring to anything, even something that you don't necessarily want to do or be there for, like, because everybody's giving their energy to you and, you know, you want to make sure that that's equal. Um, 
losing my train of thought. So, oh, it was going back to kind of making sure that the fitness aspect maybe of the private lessons can be all virtual and then just making my uh, martial arts be like the physical. And if people want to do physical like training here privately, great. They can look that up, but maybe that's not something I'll necessarily promote, um, maybe working towards that online thing. So it was good that you guys structured that that way. And that came out of the pandemic. What have you found your biggest challenges with that being, is there any, and also how were you able to find those new clients that you talked about before? A lot of referrals, um, social media has been huge. And I, for my personal social media, we have, you know, I have my personal page and then we have the Semper Stronger page as well. And both of those have grown significantly over the last two years. And that's just been huge for, you know, our membership. I don't think I even mentioned before, like in addition to the one-on-one and the signature programs that we've written, uh, we also have a membership. And so we, you know, that's, there's something for everybody, depending on how much they want to work with a coach or they want to do do things on their own, but just kind of follow a program, et cetera. So um, yeah, having, getting clients, it really hasn't been a huge challenge for me just because it kind of by nature, I don't know, worked out that when I would lose one, there would be a referral from somebody else coming in or it just, whatever. Or there was, I was looking to scale back a little bit and clients just naturally, you know, come and go. And that's just the nature of the business. Most clients don't want to, don't train with trainers forever and ever. Right. Um, so it, it all worked out really well time-wise for me. Um, sure. Did I answer your question? Yeah, no, it is good. <laughs> Um, so going with your own training now, how have you been able to prioritize that? Are you primarily focusing on competitions? Like what is, what is Rebecca's main goal and how is she achieving it? Fitness wise for my own personal fitness. Sure. Yep. So it's honestly, I didn't expect to be where I am with my own fitness and, and strength training, uh, and competing. I didn't expect to compete at this level that I am now. So I, I competed in weightlifting in when I was in New York. I did one competition and then I moved back to San Diego and I did another competition and I had two different coaches in those two cities and then COVID happened. And during COVID, I was just very fluid with my training. I didn't follow any programs. I was, didn't have any specific goals. I would be, sometimes I had access to a barbell. Sometimes I didn't. And I just had kettlebells or a sandbag and it was very like random and yeah. unstructured and it was fun. I mean, I, I did, I, I love a lot of different aspects of fitness and I've learned a lot of different modalities of training and I was able to kind of play around with things and just be very unstructured for a year and a half or so. And then I moved to Texas last September, almost a year now. And by happenstance, I got introduced to my now coach and it was simply because I had just moved here and I was staying before our house was ready for moving. Um, we, I was staying with a family friend and her son lives here. He's a little older than I am. And he is also a competitive weightlifter. And he said, Hey, I, know, I don't know if you've like found a gym yet or if, whatever, but if you want to come train with me, I train with my coach, Richard. And we train in this old guy's garage a couple times a week. <laughs> and if you wanted to just come meet him, you know, you're welcome to. And I was like, sure. It was a Tuesday. I went and met the guy and I don't think he knew too much about my lifting background, but I've been strength training for a long time. I'm, you know, stronger than the average female. And when I, and, and he knew that I had a little bit of weightlifting background, but didn't know, like I had competed or anything like that. So I just showed up, introduced myself, whatever. And he was like, let's just see your lifts. And so I did, you know, showed him my, the snatch and the clean and jerk and squats or whatever. I don't remember what we did that day. And he was like, wow, you, uh, you really, you, you're strong. And like, you, you kind of know what you're doing. And I was like, well, I've competed once or twice and hair flip, you know, 
<laughs> I've had a couple coaches, like I haven't really been taking it seriously for the last year or two, but I enjoy it. And I, at that point, like I said, I hadn't settled on what I was going to do for my own fitness. I knew we were going to build a garage gym, partially for the business, partially probably for myself. I thought about maybe joining a CrossFit gym because I didn't know anybody here and that would be a good way to meet people. I had never competed. Uh, actually, I did one team competition, but I never like got serious into CrossFit or anything like that. But I really didn't have an idea what I wanted to do. Sure. And then I met this coach and he was just like, well, this went well. I'll see you Thursday. And I was like, sure. <laughs> I came back Thursday, and then I came back Sunday. And then a month later I competed. And then, you know, that was in September, October. And then in February, I qualified for nationals and I competed at nationals a little like five weeks ago. And it oh, was that's awesome. wild because I never, I, I never thought I'd be good enough to compete at that level. Um, I got so much, str- he's such an amazing coach. He's coached three Olympians and he's 75 years old and he's like, he just does it because he loves it. He's so passionate about the sport, but he only works with a very small number of athletes at his age. He doesn't really need to be doing this, but he just right. loves it. And so when he saw that I was somewhat interested and committed, I, I, he's like, you want to work with me? Like I'll, I'll coach you. And so, yeah, I work with him still uh, three times a week. And then my, my training has progressively gotten more and more intense as I've gotten to compete at a higher level. And now, um, he's just right there with me. Like, we'll see what happens. He, he has probably more confidence in me than I have in myself as far as how far I can go with the sport, but I'm really enjoying it. And because it's so intense one and, and structured and rigid, um, my schedule with training, it's just like everything else with business has kind of fallen into place around it. Um, my training is, you know, 90 minutes to two hours, five to six days a week. And I just structure and then I have to eat so much food and, and spend so yeah. much time recovery and taking up some salt baths and ice baths and the whole thing. So it's just like made everything in my life so structured because I have to be, you know, fully recovered for training and I have to carve out enough time for doing business things and being there for my clients and growing the other side of the business. And so it's, I feel like I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And everything's just like on an upward trajectory. So I'm super grateful. I can definitely tell by your big smile when you're talking about it. And that's how you know that you love something. How integral is it that you get your training in before you do like any sort of work stuff or just even just during the week, how, how much does it change your mentality and even just your energy when you're dealing with clients or any sort of business? Um, I mean, exercise, fitness, whatever for me has always been integral. Like it's non-negotiable. I never, never, just the the mental health, physical health, like being strong, like the name of my business, December stronger. Like I, it, it really bleeds into everything that I do and everything that I think and I believe and how I show up in the world for myself and for other people. And so strength is just so important to me. And that's why I think it, it very much aligns that I'm like a strength athlete and I'm competing at a national level as at the same time that I'm growing this business with the mission of helping as many people as possible become stronger. And so for me, I, like I have to get my workout in and, I, and because I have training, I, you know, I didn't a year ago, but now I have like training goals that are as big as my business goals. And I have like a, such a fire and a purpose behind both of those things. And they really drive me forward every day. So um, both, both are important, both are non-negotiable. And I, I fit both of them into my calendar. Like when my coach sends me my program and I know exactly what I have to do on every single day for my workout. And I know exactly what time of day I'm going to do it. And it's just another thing that has to get done. Yeah. That's awesome. So the reason I'm asking you, obviously I know 
you and I researched you and I understand, and I'm also a personal trainer and, you know, all, all into fitness, but this podcast is for anyone and everyone out there, right. Especially like who are aiming to be entrepreneurs or are currently are, or just people who are entrepreneurs that might be looking to work with other people. Um, you know, there's a lot of high level people that also try to get their work in or I'm sorry, their training in, but they are either too busy for it or whatever. Like you, you guys who are out there, you don't have to have a full hour although it's going to be like a whole lot more, like a lot better for you in your, in your training, like there's ways to break it up. And again, even with Rebecca or myself or anybody that you can get for even just online training, Hey, log on to your computer. It's right in front of you. Have a little space, have a kettlebell there, have something there that you can train with. If you have a shower at the place, that's, that's usually good, but there's ways to do it. And the reason that I'm pushing like, why? Cause even you said, I know in the other podcast too, it's like, you look for the why in things and actually the previous, uh, maybe two two interviews ago, or maybe an interview ago, um, someone who had created this like wine spritzer, uh, Jordan Salcito, she, she said that too. She's like, you know, I ask the why of everything, like every decision I make, I ask the why first. And I was like, I heard that somewhere. So you guys are all uh, along the same trajectory and just, it's important to get that fitness in there, guys. It's just, it, it increases your, your endorphins. Like I know we always say that, but it's true. You know, fitness is a huge part of everything. And the more that you do it and practice it, even in the small increments, the better you're going to be. How have you seen differences within your clients who train with you online? Um, I mean, totally depends on the client goals, but I sure. think again, the common thread with people, why they come to Semper Stronger to me specifically is to get strong at stronger. Sure. And so I, <laughs> I get a lot of people who just, that's what they're, that's what they want to do. And some have, I've helped them tra- prepare for a strength certification or kettlebell certification. Others um, just, they want to feel strong in their everyday life. Have kids or grandkids, others they want to, you know, rehab from an injury. It just a weight loss. I get a few weight loss, but honestly, not not that many because that's not what we promote. That's that that's your goal. That's totally fine. But for right. me, I find that for myself and my clients, like focusing on building strength and building muscle, the the body composition will follow. And so I think the general like marketing of the masses to the masses is always about like hating your body, hate the way you look, change this diet here, like lose this, and instead, if we focus on more on helping people to get stronger and feeling empowered in their bodies, the rest kind of falls into place. Obviously it requires work and attention, but I, I just think there's so enough of the, like, let's help people, let's get people to buy our product because they hate themselves versus like, I love myself. I want to make myself better. I want to get stronger. And so, and as a byproduct of building muscle, our body composition generally usually improves. So that's, that's my focus for all of my clients. That's awesome. I mean, that's definitely the kind of trainer and instructor that you want. It's just that, that positivity, understanding, meeting people where they're at and that's it. You know, people are, can get so intimidated by just starting something. They're like, Oh, I can't do that. It's like you can, because you're just going to start at where you need to start at, which, you know, can be the basics. Or if you have a good foundation, then we'll, we'll meet you exactly where you are because we, we have that ability too. you know, that's why we've been training for years. And, you know, we're always learning too. like, that's somebody you want to find is somebody who's always trying to research and be better. And, you know, it's, it's hard to, in the industry, because what you learned one day might change the next, and then you might have to adapt and kind of rework everything. Like the knees over toes thing, like during certain aspects, like, uh, like how many times we're like, make sure your knees don't pass your toes, unless you're taller, then it's okay. And to a level, it's still like that, but to another level, like, okay, we need to make sure that ankle mobility is in there. So it's just, it depends on the situation and understanding of the content that you're receiving and who it's going to work for right? Because certain people will hear that information and interpret it differently. 
And then they're like, oh, I got injured. It's like, because I listened to this person say this, it's just like, well, you were kind of taking it out of context and not putting into the right one. So that's why it's important to work with a trainer guys, especially uh, one-on-one if you can, or in groups, if you can um, on Rebecca's app for sure, which is awesome that you have that um, because then it's on people's own time too. So um, Rebecca, we've talked about a lot today and I so appreciate your time. So I want to kind of ask you just before we start winding down here, um, just from our conversation today, what would you like our listeners to, to gain from this? Um, I think I always think of about a hundred different things I could say when people ask me this, like, what's your one piece of advice? But I think one of just, we touched on this earlier, but I think it's so impactful is to not let fear guide your decisions because had I let fear guide my decisions, I would still be working at Equinox. I would not be my own boss. I would not have my own schedule. I would not be competing on a national level as a weightlifter. I would not have the confidence that I have to speak to people, to talk to a camera, to make content or to, you know, believe that I'm worthy of success and building my own business or anything like that. I think that that's such a, a common thing and it's such a limiting. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's so limiting. It keeps people down. It keeps people from reaching their potential and it would have for sure kept me from reaching mine. So I think if we can push past that fear and just get comfortable being uncomfortable, it's so cliche. We say it all the time, but yep, <laughs> but it's so true. I mean, growth doesn't happen in the comfort zone. And so when we can get out of that and just push past those fears and accept that you might make mistakes, you might fail at times, but as long as you find that you can extract the lesson from that failure, it's not really a true failure. Um, we can pivot, we can try again, we can start over, we can, whatever we got to do, but just don't let fear hold you back from your potential. Yeah, we've definitely gone over that too. And I love that you touched upon that. And it's so funny because I had been training martial arts for a long time, but when a, um, a different instructor who was an ex ranger came into, uh, where I was training at Anderson's martial arts Academy in New York city. The first time I heard that phrase, like get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Of course it was military guy, right? <laughs> uh, probably while he was like mounted and like punching me in the face, but it's like, <laughs> but it, it, it impacted me because I was like, oh yeah, like not in a way that's dangerous necessarily, but yes, in a way of being able to get over to the other side of fear, because there is like, not to quote like Will Smith and whatever movie it was like earth, whatever he was with his son, like, you know, fear is, or danger is a very real thing. Danger. Yeah. You have to be aware of, you have to understand what are the risks, what are the rewards, but fear is danger that doesn't necessarily even exist there. It's just potentials that you're putting into your mind and it's good to be cautious but make sure that you still fight past that because some of the best things exist on the other side of fear. Like literally it's like, imagine just getting to a fence and there's like a huge ass party behind there. But like, all you're thinking is there's like monsters and, or just like reality, like a pit of like a cliff that falls off. It's just like, how about you jump up on the fence, look over a little bit and then take a dive. Cause you understand what's there. So definitely do that. And you, and most importantly, it's like, I keep saying, it's like, have people around you that are going to support that not people that are going to inspire more fear in you. Your family might be one of those. So obviously you're going to love them and be a part of that. But I have a bunch of worry warts in my family and it's not helpful when you're trying to do things like get over your own fears, you know, like even just me surfing, like for some reason I got a huge fear in my later in my, I'm 30. So I'm 30 years old, uh, going to be 31 in September uh, <laughs> getting there. <laughs> um, but I got like a lot more scared of sharks. For no reason. When I was a kid, like I like 
ah, I know they're out there, whatever, but like, you know, they're not usually around, whatever. It's not like we're in Florida where there's not been a whole lot of like shark attacks. And then it's just, I've let it stop me from going in the water where I love, I love being in the water. It's so therapeutic, especially surfing. Surfing like allows you to be able to kind of gauge where your body's at, where your imbalances are, like both in your core, in your hips, like back muscles, everything. So once I like am able to do that, it feels so good. It feels so much better, but there's still days where I'm like, I get, I get scared, but I do my best to try and at least just paddle out. Like you said, take it one step at a time. Um, but yeah. So Rebecca, I know we've talked a lot about so many things and there's so much more I'd love to talk to you about, but I want to be respectful of your time and hopefully I can get you on here again and we can kind of see where you're at in your business and also in your competitions. Um, and I just hope that you've had a really good time here. It's been great. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share my story and some insight and, you know, my own, my own journey. Hopefully I can inspire at least one person out there to take the leap or to learn something. Mission accomplished. I'm inspired. (laughs) Um, Last, last but not least, sorry, before we even end, where can people find you on social media? What's your website? Yeah, definitely. So website is semperstronger.com and social media. My personal is at Rebecca.rouse, R-O-U-S-E. Business is at Semper Stronger. And I'm not yet on TikTok. Everyone keeps telling me I need to go there. (laughs) The thought of spending time, additional time on another platform and learning all that just makes me want to cry a little bit. So haven't done it, probably will at some point, but Semper Stronger is on TikTok, however. Sure. No worries. I, I will say for that too, I did think the exact same thing. I feel so dumb when I'm setting up the freaking camera out there. Like, oh my God, I know it's going to be a cool shot, but also like when I'm pausing in between or have to doing like have to do a retake, uh, I like say like things like, oh, this is so stupid. Just in case my neighbors are listening. (laughs) Just it's like, but it's not, it's like, you know, it's all for business. I'm not sitting there doing whatever, but for those of people who are doing that, like, fine, that's, that's what helps you get through your day. But Try not to spend all your time on social media out there, folks. Like, you know, that's use it for business, but make sure you plan, uh, use it in your schedule wisely, just like Rebecca has gone over in this. And that's it. So good luck to you with the TikToks and everything. And I really hope uh, the best for you and know that you have a community here that's here for you should you ever need anything. I appreciate you so much. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Mahalo and aloha. A big mahalo to all you listeners out there for tuning in to another episode of Warrior Women in the World of Entrepreneurship podcast. I'm here to also announce that we have partnered up and are an affiliate with Anchor Fitness. They have an incredible, incredible product that I'm super stoked to be able to try and use for my own personal fitness, for sports-specific training with hurling and camogie, as well as martial arts. So there's so many different uses for it, not just upper body, lower body, total body. And it's definitely worth the purchase, especially since the cable machines cost so much, weigh so much. This thing, you can travel with it. You can add up to about 65 pound draw weight, which is probably more than most of us need for certain things. Others need more and you can definitely get a dual system, which is incredible. So if you guys are interested in getting that for your home gym, your clients, using it if you're a personal trainer and you work at a gym, but maybe the cable machines are always in use and you just want the flexibility to be able to have your own and to use it for your clients and yourself, this is a great product to use. So be sure to use our affiliate code. It's capital TASCOFIT11. So the TASCOFIT is all capitalized and just number uh, 1111. So hopefully you guys will get an incredible use out of it and a nice discount there too. Please be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as download our episodes. You can download on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any of those. 
And it really helps us to grow and be able to have more guests on here to be able to share their experiences, their knowledge, and understanding of how to create a successful business, which we are all trying to do or thinking about doing. So again, whether you are a first-time entrepreneur, you're trying to build it now, but don't know where to start, or you're a successful entrepreneur already, and you're looking to work with other entrepreneurs uh, in a certain field, we have people on here from all different walks of life and different uh, types of businesses. So please be sure to like and to share these episodes, your favorite ones or any ones that you just uh, are really feeling that day. So be sure to share those and tag us in there. You can tag us at TascoFit uh, and you can also hashtag WWWE podcast or if you want to spell it all out, warrior women in the world of entrepreneurship. So just hashtag any of those. And we really, really appreciate you guys. So please help us out with that. And we will keep bringing to you more guests so that we can continue to learn. Aloha, guys.